Is there not an entire section on this subject? Yes, yes, that's unfair. I may have, I may have changed my mind about ether. Is, is your, is your book for sale about it? Yes. I'm not sure. I just go and try and do a better job. Let me tell you. 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 Say it like you mean it. This is my vibe. Yo, Trey. What up? I got something to say. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Let Me Tell You, episode 87. I'm your host, the Evangelical Norm. So I apologize, this is coming out really late today. I've had all kinds of technical issues with my system uh, today. It's been freezing up, it's been slowing down, lagging behind, just everything. I think it's trying to impersonate the election. So, um, yeah, so... Again, apologies. Hopefully this time recording through, it, it works and we can get this posted and uploaded and uh, to your ear or eye as uh, as the uh, need fits. So, um, yeah, it's it's been a week. Has, has anything happened this week? Um, yeah, I don't know. Anything? Anything of importance? Oh, Alex Trebek died. That was pretty sad. Um expected but unexpected right I, I, he went through that whole bout with cancer said he was going to make it he was going to do it and then uh seemed to go into remission and then just you know the other day just passed away and so it's sad uh again you know it, it's it's interesting for me being where i am to watch or who i am the worldview that i have to watch people that are just consistently you know, rest in peace, rest in peace, this and that, and, and so on. Alex Trebek was a nice guy, I'm sure. I don't know him, didn't, never met him, but he was, I mean, in our our in our living rooms every day. Um, I mean, who didn't watch Jeopardy, right? Who didn't think they could, could win Jeopardy? Um, so he was there. We loved him. He was, you know, essentially part of everybody's family, but we don't know the state of his soul. I don't know. Um, I, I don't know if he was if he was saved or what. So, with celebrities and stuff like that, unless I know a person, I can't. I cannot, in good conscience, say rest in peace or anything like that, because I know that that condemnation is there for those who do not believe in Christ. Though, I mean, John three eighteen, those who do not believe are condemned already. So. There are there's one of two options of where people go when they leave this this earth, and and it's you know the the simple gospel it's it's what I talk about all the time, I'm preaching the gospel and having to use words. So I mean, let, let's just hit it. Let let's talk about it. Um, again, we are all sinners, all destined for hell from the beginning, from from our childhood on. Uh, we are selfish little liars adulterers blasphemers all those things you know amazing sermon this week from my pastor on 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 jesus talking about you know if you look at a woman with lust you commit adultery in your heart right and so i mean literally we look at people with with sexual desire all the time we are adulterers and so yeah um but god did something for us he he sent christ 
God incarnate went to the cross to pay the penalty for our sin, that if we will repent and put our trust in him, that we'll be reconciled to the Father, we'll be forgiven of those sins, and we will have eternal life. And so I don't know where Alex went. I can't say one way or the other. It's not my place to uh, you know, usher him into heaven or condemn him to hell. That's what God does. But I don't know. Unless I know a person and I know, you know, like my wife, if, if she were to pass away, I know where she goes or my mother-in-law or so on. You know, people that I know that are saved, I can say that. But people that I don't know, I can't responsibly say rest in peace or whatever. I can hope, I can pray, I can hope that that's what they're going to do. And this whole rest in power thing, just stop. Because the only power upon on the other side is that which belongs to God. And so let's just lose that already. I mean, that's just the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. You know, we can hope and pray that somebody is resting in peace. Uh, in, in Christ is the only way that we rest in peace. Because beyond that, we rest in, in we don't rest. We, we endure eternal conscious torment uh, on the other side. So I hope, I hope Alex was saved. I hope he knew Christ. I hope he was a repentant uh, person who would put their faith and trust in him but he'll all I know is is that he'll be missed here we pray for his family pray for those who knew him um, it's really weird how some people are affected by celebrity deaths above above others and so you know I, I don't re I don't I don't react very rarely do I react and get like hit by a celebrity death one or two where I feel like I've been in you know, what's the word I'm looking for? <clears throat> Engaged in, um, invested in that person. Um, then I, I'm affected. I, I admit I've cried once or twice when uh, celebrities have passed away, but not very often. It's usually, it's like, wow, that's a bummer. I have to get up and still go to work tomorrow and, and do whatever. So, you know, I, I, I don't, I'm not the guy that, that reacts emotionally to celebrity deaths. I tend to react to them uh, in, you know, in in the fashion of what I just gave to you guys. I, I want the gospel to be preached more and more every time I see someone pass away because I don't know. And I would love to be able to know. I would love to be able to share the gospel with as many people as I can and, and know that, that those people have repented and put their trust in Christ. That's my reaction. Anytime I see a celebrity die or any, you know, anybody die, I, my desire is it dri drives me more to want to preach the gospel at all times and use words because they're necessary. So that makes sense. So, so there was that. And then, of course, there was the other little thing of an election, which the AP has decided to call for Biden-Harris and again here here's the deal why do why do we allow why do we give so much uh power to the press i mean i i understand freedom of the press i want you know the press to be able to to speak freely and and i would love it if they would speak honestly but on both sides again this is not a just a, a liberal media uh tirade that it, that I'm going to go on. It's both sides. Fox News is full of garbage, and so is MSNBC. 
you know, we don't get honest news very often anymore. I, I still feel like we get some pretty balanced stuff from like the Blaze TV, Daily Wire. I think those guys are, are still fairly balanced because those are people that I, I watch and listen to that are willing to call balls and strikes on both sides. I've heard Steve Dace, and, and again, Steve is the one guy that I've consistently watched for years, that he has said, you know, when Trump has done something bad, he has called it out. When Trump has done something good, he has let us know. And same thing on, on the other side. We don't see it very often because my worldview doesn't look at much of what the Democrats do as good because of my worldview. And so, but when something does come out of there that we would consider good, these guys are willing to say it. You know, they're not just, you know, just, they, you know, Steve Dace does give his opinion. He's an analyst. <clears throat> but uh, I think he's probably one of the most truthful people that I've ever watched. Uh, ben Shapiro, too. You know, I mean, he, he did his whole good Trump, bad Trump for a long time. And I, I think, I feel like he's very... And I disagreed a lot more with Ben than I have with Steve. I think Steve and I are, are very much peas of the same pod. Uh, we're very similar in age. We've, I mean, just listening to him, we're very similar in, in music we listened to growing up and stuff like that. So I, I think I, I connect much better with Steve, and I've had less. I have had my disagreements with him, but I've had less than I have with Ben Shapiro and stuff. Those are two guys that I listen to on a regular basis um, because I don't listen to what is the main considered mainstream anymore. Um, but why do we give them the ability to make a call on the election? Why do why does the AP have the right to say, well, we've called this election for Biden, and so many people just go, well, okay. There, there's not been any certification of any elections yet that I know of. I mean, I'm sure there's a few states that have have counted everything and and verified and certified. But that, that's nice. Let's just have a TV just come on in the middle of a live podcast. That's wonderful. Um, but a lot of the, the swing states, the states that everybody was watching, uh, Arizona, Georgia, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, so on, all of these are still showing only 99% reporting. None of these are, are 100%. None of them have been completely finished and counted and certified that we can say, here is our new president or our remaining president. None of them. So why do we give that to the, the AP? Why do we give that to the press to say, okay, well, we're just going to listen to you and we're going to... No. No, I, I don't believe them on half of the other things that they, they talk about. Why am I going to just buy into this? I mean, this is, again, as everybody says, this is the most important election of our lifetime, just like the one four years before that, four years before that. I mean, they've all been the most important election of my lifetime since 2000, right? And so it just, I found it really weird that they called it for, for Harris-Biden and not everything's there. And and again, I same situation in 2016, you know, I mean, and it was it, it was far less of a, an excited thing to do. It seems like they were so ready to call this for Biden. Um, of course, they didn't want to for Trump. But I was like, OK, until everything is counted and, and so on and certified, I'm not buying into nothing. But then again, we 
I talked about this uh, the other day when they initially called it, but you know, we we have it. It has been amazing to watch, and I'm the most entertaining part of this for me. This election has been watching Republicans and Democrats completely flip flop on their positions to exactly what their opponent was four years ago, right? I mean, the Republicans were like, "Oh no, this is all up and up, and this is great. This is uh, this election is just what we want." And and the Democrats are like, no, they cheated and they colluded and Hillary got the popular vote and blah, 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 and get rid of the Electoral College and, and so on and so forth. And then now it's completely the opposite. You know, the Democrats are like, no, this is, there's full confidence in our election uh, system and, and so on. And the, the Republicans are like crying foul. And it's like, you know, I've, I've made the meme, it, it, Eminem, it's like, you know, did you not listen to the last round meathead? Pay attention. You're saying the same scubalon that he said, right? And it's just like, it's so crazy to sit. And I'm in a place, again, I don't have a dog in this fight. I didn't vote for either one of these guys. Full disclosure, yes, I would rather have seen Trump win. And if if any of these legal challenges play out on the voter fraud and, and Trump does win, then great, but I survived eight years of, of Obama, and you know exact. And you know, I did. <laughs> I made the post, 2002. Was it 2002 when Obama was elected? No, that would have given him 10 years. When did uh, 2008? 2000 was okay. I got my math right. 2008 when Obama was initially elected the day after I made the post that every other Christian did. Jesus is still on the throne, right? We all saw those posts. And then we're seeing them now as they've called this election for Biden and supposedly he's now the president-elect, which is not actually true yet, but okay. We're seeing all these, these you know, posts coming up. Jesus is still on the throne. Jesus is still on the throne. And, and I just posted... I was like, you know, I don't remember seeing any of the Jesus is still on the throne posts when Trump got elected. One, because not a whole lot of Democrats are, are in that position, um, in that belief. And apparently all the Republicans were so ecstatic that, that Trump won the election and it wasn't Hillary that no one was thinking about Jesus. I mean, and, and be honest, be honest, think about it. I mean, if, if you just, if that just felt to you like a kick in the gut, then yes. Jeff Durbin just tweeted out or put out today a, a quote that I saw from him that if you feel crushed by this election, then your idolatry has been exposed. And it's true. Because, and, you know, with a lot of people that jumped on that, that Trump train, uh, what I called the Trump cult, and still is a, a cult today, Still is a Trump cult, you know. They were none of those people are thinking about Jesus when Trump got elected, but boy, they sure are. It's like a, it's like the atheist in the foxhole. There are no atheists in foxholes because man, once your life is on the line or you think your life is on the line, it, it is amazing how quickly people turn back to well, Jesus is still on the throne, right? Right. So. And again, I mean, I can go on and on about my prediction, and, and I'll just make the prediction again. And I could be wrong. Um, I've been wrong before, and, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. Um, I hate to admit it when I am. 
and, and so sometimes I, I don't say the things that I really want to say because I don't want to have to go back later and, and eat humble pie. But I don't think Biden is going to be president for long. If if he, I mean, if we even get to the inauguration, and that's a whole other question. What happens if Biden is is, you know, rendered incapable? I mean, if he just goes completely off the rails with with senility and um, you know goes goes full Alzheimer's on us uh, before the inauguration, what happens? Do do they just make Kamala Harris? president at that point because she wasn't elected to anything she truly wasn't um she was just appointed as a vice president and and rode along on the coattails now after the inauguration i'm pretty sure if they wait that long it's going to be about 20 minutes until the 25th amendment is invoked and bye-bye biden and and hello president harris i mean siri was already doing it yesterday did anybody else try this i know that it was the there's a bunch of videos going around kyle mann uh from babylon b has a video of him asking siri hey siri um you know who how old is the president and siri was like kamala harris was born october 20th 1956 or 56 years ago october 20th or whatever but siri was literally going yeah kamala's harris kamala harris is president so it's like okay yeah well that's kind of scary but i don't think it'll be long but again we have a whole lot of legal challenges and um investigations to go through for voter fraud and and again this is another argument that i've been having a whole lot on on facebook because again i'm not the trump guy but i see things as they are right i'm not I'm not looking at this going, it's voter fraud because I so much want Trump to be president. I'm looking at this stuff going, this is really sketchy. When you have a video of a woman who's a poll worker filling out the top of ballots. Now, maybe these are things that as poll workers they were supposed to fill in, and this is all on the up and up. But it looks suspicious to have somebody working in a poll in a polling station, and they've got ballots, and they're just... Yeah, checking, you know, these six boxes and putting it over here and checking and putting it over here. It's like, okay, what is going on there? You know, when you're literally watching, I was, I work graveyard shifts, so the whole night I had up on my computer at work, <clears throat> I had the election results there. So as I'm doing my other reports that I have to do, I was still working and just every so often looking at the numbers as they changed and went back and forth. Literally, there was a point in time where all of, and it was just the swing states, just the battleground states just stopped. Nothing was going, I mean, Arizona was at 75%. You were at 80-something percent in Pennsylvania, like 80% somewhere, and everything just stopped for a couple of hours. Nothing happened, nothing moved. And then suddenly, it was like this huge influx of, votes for Biden all over the place, but none of the other races were, were moving. And I was checking. I'm like, you know, it's, there's like these huge chunks of, of votes that are coming in that are just for Biden, but none of these other down ballot races in, in Georgia are changing, in North Carolina, in Arizona, and none of these places, none of these other ones are changing. So what you're telling me is in the middle of the night, suddenly this influx of, of ballots 
that apparently were just filled out for Biden and nobody else came in and started completely changing the picture because early on in the night, I mean, Blaze TV pulled one of their reporters out of the field because Antifa was actively looking for him to assassinate him. Antifa was ready to riot because it looked like Trump was going to win. And then all of a sudden, everything freezes, just like my computer, and then this huge influx of votes all over. And I'm not talking about just the, the rumors of one place that people keep acu- or going, well, that's not true. I mean, the grand scheme of things, all around the same time period, Eastern, Central, Mountain, and Pacific time, all these votes started coming in for, for Biden and changing all of the, the, the face of what this election had looked like up until that point. So, I mean, if that doesn't look sketchy to you, then that's a you problem. If you can't look at that and go, eh, I, I, okay, I admit that looks a little strange, then you are part of the Biden cult. You're part of the sold out to the left and not willing to look at things. And I ain't got time for you. Again, intellectual dishonesty. If you can't look at that and not recognize that there's something sketchy going on, you're being intellectually dishonest. Now, hopefully, I mean, I don't want this you know, rampant voter fraud to be this thing in our country. So I want them to be able to go in, and I would love for them to come back and go, well, this is why this happened, and there's some logical reasons of this, and, and it's all on the up and up. Or they find this is all voter fraud, and these people are being prosecuted, and justice is going to be done. One of those things needs to happen. And, but I, I can't not look at this stuff and go, that is, that is really, really sketchy. When, when there's a report that there were 100,000 more votes in Wisconsin or Michigan than there are actual registered voters, how does that happen? You have so many registered voters, that means you have 110% voter turnout? How does that work? That does not work. That looks sketchy. And if that doesn't look sketchy to you, then you're ignoring reality. And again, I don't have time for you. And some really great friends of mine are on this side of things. And I'm like, I'm just, it's frustrated to, frustrating to look at that and to watch that. It's really, really sad. But we'll see. And, and again, it's going to take, it could take weeks before we actually know what is going on and who is our actual president. I mean, the press has already told you who they think it is and who they, obviously who they want it to be. And Joe's out there, you know, now he's got office of the president-elect and stuff, and he's making plans for COVID and trying to, you know, look, dude, st- stand back and stand by, Joe. Stand back and stand by. Go back into your basement until January 20th because we still have a president until then. You don't get to make the decisions. We still, our Constitution allows for Donald Trump to continue to be our president until January 20th. And then if you win on the fair and square, then great, welcome to the White House, President Harris. <laughs> because, I mean, poor Joe. I mean, dude has run for president four times, and when he finally looks like he's going to win, it's going to be an asterisk, and he's going to be gone within, I say minutes, but it could be days, maybe weeks. I guarantee, I, I should not say I guarantee you, because then I have to come back and eat my words quite a bit. 
I am 99.999% I'll bet anybody a steak dinner that Joe Biden does not last a year. And I'm, I'm almost 100% positive, even closer to positivity, that he is absolutely not going to make it through an entire term as president. Whether it is 25th Amendment or reality check, he's 77 years old. We may say we may now have another presidential funeral due to natural causes because he is old. So one way or another, we are we are definitely faced with the potential of President Harris. Um, so and that's that's crazy, but that's what it is. So last thing I want to talk about today um, might just be specifically for Utahns. I'm in Utah, but I know a lot of the people that watch me are outside of Utah. But our governor just decided to, to declare another state of emergency. And I don't know how much he locked down. We've got mask mandate, mandates um, that you, I mean, you're supposed to wear masks everywhere. And he's, you know, don't have social gatherings in your home. Excuse me? I, I, excuse me. No. Do not presume to tell me what I can and cannot do inside my own home. Governor Herbert, don't tell me how many people I can invite to my own home. That, I mean, you are way overstepping your bounds as the executive of this state if you're going to do this. And I don't care. I mean, because essentially you've got to determine what the state of emergency was. What are the what are the guidelines for a state of emergency? Okay, yeah, we've had a we've seen a lot more deaths from COVID over the, if if they are actually COVID over the last couple of weeks, and we've seen more cases and stuff like that, and our hospitals are filling up, but we're, they are they are not full, they are not at capacity, and I mean, I've worked in hospitals long enough that people train for this. We have mass casualty exercises all the time so that they are prepared for this stuff you know we can bring in military to set up some military hospitals and some national guards we have all kinds of things at our disposal where we are not going to be overrun we do not have to shut down for this stupid COVID-19 anymore and I'm sorry for those of you who are offended because I called it stupid my daughter would say that's a bad word daddy but this is getting ridiculous I am tired of being locked down and I know and oh well you just don't care about people Norm yes I do but I care about the people who are losing their businesses I care about people who are losing their livelihoods apparently on both sides nobody cares about people but no one is willing to look at the science of what this is and realize we need herd immunity because we're not going to get a damn fire a vaccine it's not going to happen we need to have herd immunity. And it's the same thing with every virus that has happened. Are people going to die? Yes, that's sad. And I have had people that I love who have gone through this. I have, knock on wood, I, I have nobody that I'm, I'm close to has died from this yet. But I had a cousin that I barely know, but he's still my cousin, who spent a week in a hot or more in the hospital in a coma on a ventilator and so on my sister has had it my niece has had it my great nephews had it um, some of my best friends in, back in Colorado have it right now 
So it's not that I don't care about this. The response to this is unconstitutional, uncaring, unscientific, and dumb. There you go, YouTube. Cancel my channel because I said it. We need to get people back to work. We need to get people back to doing what they normally do. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. But don't tell me what I have to wear on my face. It's bad enough I have to wear it at work because I want a paycheck. But I am not going to walk out of that place and wear one while I'm driving down the street. I'm not going to wear one in my house. And anybody who's going to try to tell me that I have to, no. No. Not going to happen. This is ridiculous. Let the kids go back to school. And again, any of you who want to quarantine, quarantine. If you're scared and you are worried and you are high risk or whatever, do it. I have diabetes. I'm overweight. I'm 46. And I'm not afraid of this thing. I have not worn a mask in public pretty much ever. I haven't got it. I don't have it. I can't give it to you. Cannot give you something that I do not have. And they've already said, CDC and so on, says that asymptomatic people do, don't spread it as easily. Because how do you spread it? Through the symptoms, the coughing, sneezing, whatever. I don't get that close to anybody except for my wife and my daughter and my niece. You know, I hug people at church and stuff like that, but I'm not staying up close to them. I don't snuggle with the, the general public like I do with my family. And I'm not sorry I'm not snuggling with my mother-in-law or my sister-in-law either. So there are three people in the world that I spend large amounts of times with in very close quarters. My wife, my daughter, and my niece. And there's likely to come a time where... It'll just be my wife again because, you know, sooner or later my daughter's going to be a teenager. She's not going to want to snuggle with daddy. And there's going to come a time where my niece is not less than two and it's not appropriate to snuggle with uncle. Right? So this is these are the people that are in danger if I ever get it. Those three people. None of the rest of you are endangered by me should I get it because here's the deal. I wash my hands quite a bit. I naturally social distance from people, except for the hugs and stuff that I give, but then, then I'm backing away. So, and the majority of people are like that. The majority of people are like, or I'm, I'm sure are like me. Because enough people, are, enough people are, are like me that the people who are not, that are like invading your personal space, are going to be like, bro, step back. You're, you're, this is spaghetti arms, this is my space, this is yours. So this whole mask mandate stuff, I mean, it has been, it's been said that it doesn't work. It's not about compassion, it's about control. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Mask mandates are not about compassion, they're about control. And it's about time that we as the American people said no more. We are going to take our constitutional rights back. We are going to take our lives back. And we are going to get through this the way we have every other swine flu, Zika virus, you name it, bird flu, and so on. 
we're going to get through it. I mean, there are people that are going to die this year from the flu. And we have never gone through any of these things for the flu. Does that mean you didn't care about people? Because if you're telling me, I, well, you don't care about people who die. Well, does that mean we've never cared about people who died of the flu enough to lock down because of them? Think about it. Think about it before you go off on me. Think about it. Did you ever wear a mask to love your neighbor just in case you ever got the flu so you didn't give it to them so they didn't die? But now, think about it. Consider it. Oh, okay, that's it. I've gone way over the time that I usually take to do this and I've vented and, and I've made noise and um, I'm probably going to lose my YouTube channel over my, my false information about COVID. So there you go. Um, I hope this was helpful. It certainly was for me. And maybe that's all this is, is just to, to make me feel better by letting me vent. And the five of you who watch and the seven of you who listen, um, hopefully you were benefited by this as well. So, uh, have a great week. We'll see you next time. And as always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. And until next time, Soli Deo Gloria.